Zion Williamson isn't running yet. What's that mean for his status for the Pelicans season opener? Let's break it down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Tuesday, and this is a, a rough topic we got to talk about, but Willie Green gave some insight into the Pelicans before their final preseason game last night against the Utah Jazz, and we'll break down that game in the second segment of today's show we're going to talk a little bit more about preseason in the third segment of today's show but he kind of dropped a bit of a bombshell on Zion Williamson and an update on his status so we'll get into that coming up here next in Locked On Pelicans but first thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day we are free and available five days a week on all platforms breaking down all the biggest news Everything Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. And look, the big news is Zion Williamson right now. What Willie Green said on Zion before last night's game was Zion's going to get some scans in the next day or two on his right foot, and they're going to kind of proceed to there. He stated that he is not running yet, and they're waiting on the scans before they kind of progress him further along in his Rehab. He's done some individual workouts with the team. You've seen him at times in practice being able to kind of work one-on-one with someone like Teresa Witherspoon and others. So a couple of things here. So there, there's an important thing that, that isn't being quoted that Willie Green said. And he said Zion is doing cardio, is doing conditioning. And David Griffin in his media day availability had said, you know, he's working in the pool where it takes a weight off of your foot. So you can do a lot of that cardio. You can do a lot of that conditioning with those water workouts. So it's not like he's just sitting around doing nothing, right? He's working out. He's doing different exercises. But he is also keeping a little bit of a distance from a team, from what I gather, talking to various people. You know, I do think Zion has an issue where he doesn't trust this team Fully, And I think that dates back to those bursts and the minutes restriction, whatever you want to call it, they had on him his rookie year. And maybe that was the best way to handle it, but it was a way that kind of broke some trust, I think, with Zion Williamson. And they're doing, they're trying to do their best to kind of build it back, but it hasn't been the easiest road. You know, you've heard David Griffin say at Media Day that he said that Zion was going to be ready for opening night. It seems like it isn't going to be the case if the guy's not running on a court right now but if he's doing cardio does he need to be doing that a lot of this is a big I don't know right if he doesn't feel that Aaron Nelson and the rest of the team are doing what's right for him in his body and we've seen players struggle with things like this Derek Rose is a really good example of it going back to his time in Chicago they're like you're medically cleared to play and he was like I'm not feeling right yet to play and who are we to really tell him when jumping and landing and if your knee doesn't feel right to you even if it's medically cleared should he be playing and he didn't so we get into a real murky situation here where look Zion knows his body better than anyone else, but he's also not a medical expert, and I tend to be someone who would trust Aaron Nelson. But clearly, Zion has had some issues here in the past. And that's why when David Griffin spoke at Media Day, it was interesting that he said, you know, 
the front office was there, Aaron Nelson was there, and then Zion and his camp and his family was there. And they all kind of agreed upon a training regimen and kind of a path forward to get him ready for opening night. But is Zion truly, truly happy with that? I, I don't know. And so is he kind of doing a lot of the work himself and a lot of the prep himself? And I think to a certain degree he is while also getting input from the team, but not like following their plan probably to the letter. And maybe that's why he's a little bit further back than what we would hope. But there's definitely kind of something below the surface going on here. But again, we don't know, right? Like if he's not there in practice, is that team excused? Is it not team excused or is he just skipping those things? I couldn't tell you a lot of this. And so when people talk about this and say, well, this is on Zion or this is on the team, we're missing so much context around what everyone has agreed to that they're just, we're not going to get from them, right? We get this update from Whitley Green and it kind of lacks a lot of context. Is this always part of the plan? You know, they have until about nine days, eight days, a little bit over a week before you get to the first preseason game. There's a lot of time there, right? And so this coming week of practice where there's no preseason games where just kind of work on what you need to work on, and the Pelicans, as we'll talk about in the next two segments, have a whole lot they need to work on, is going to be really telling about where Zion is and what this team's going to look like on opening night. But it's a bit of a mess right now. I don't know if they're... And also, I know people want to rush to blame someone, right? Rush to blame Zion for being overweight or for maybe, you know, taking some distance from the team on something like this, which he's doing. You know, there's blame on the team for maybe mishandling this in the first place, too. It also could be that there's no blame to go around. And I know that's weird to say and not the type of society that we live in, especially when it comes to sports, right? It could simply be Zion broke his foot while practicing really hard in the offseason and just, you know, is doing his best to it. And maybe there was a setback. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe he's just doing everything that he should be doing. We don't know if he should have been running by now or if he shouldn't have been running by now. And without that context... It's tough to make a definitive declaration of like, whose fault is this? Zion or the team or something else? And maybe there's there's no blame. So I'm not giving Zion a pass on this. You should probably trust Aaron Nelson, who has revitalized the careers of guys like Steve Nash, Shaq, and some others throughout his tenure in the league and has thought of incredibly, incredibly highly. And he's clearly done good work here in New Orleans. But at the same point, like... It's, you know, it's his body. Who am I to really tell him? And that's where we get into kind of a weird, murky territory with this. But man, everyone, everyone needs to get on the same page and start trusting one another a little bit more. And look, I get why Zion wants to be out there playing. If it's up to him, he's going to play on, on opening night, whether he should or shouldn't from a medical standpoint. But the Pelicans maybe do need to kind of stop him from being his own worst enemy at times, too. We'll see. Without that context, I can't really make a declaration of this. Hopefully we get some clarity on this over the next week, eight, nine days leading up to the opening night game against the Philadelphia 76ers, who not, now it looks like they might have Ben Simmons back if that's the case. So w wonderful. This is going to be an interesting week for New Orleans leading up to everything. We're going to be covering it here on Locked on Pelicans, so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. So, we'll talk about the Utah Jazz game. Pelicans getting blown out in their final preseason game, 127-96, coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Sleeper Game Picks. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being 
and won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and it required very little, if any, strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball, and it's called Game Picks, and it's only available on the Sleeper app. In Game Picks, owners pick a single game per week for each of their starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. This adds so much more strategy as you're building out your weekly lineup. Are you looking at player matchups, home versus away, opponent defensive ranking, two fast teams playing each other, all of that and more? You get to dive into all of that and build out your strategy versus daily busy work of just setting your lineup and just kind of forgetting about it. And then if you forget to set your lineup, you lose, you're out of contention for the playoffs, and your season's over, so you may as well not play anymore. You just kind of give up halfway through the week, halfway through the season. It's not fun, but Sleeper has cracked the fantasy basketball code by letting you build out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, so you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day, free and available five days a week on all platforms. And don't forget about the Locked On Saints podcast. Make them your second listen as they break down that big win over the Washington football team. And now going into a bye week, what's this team going to look like after that? And are they primed to make a run and start to kind of really build upon the season? I'm listening to Ross Jackson and Locked On Saints every single day, and you should be as well. All right, let's get into the final preseason game of the of preseason, I guess. That was that was worded poorly for the Pelicans, a 127-96 loss to the Utah Jazz. This one was ugly. And I had someone tweet at me and look, this isn't to to kind of yell or or make fun of him here. And he'd said um that this team shouldn't be getting blown out by this. And you know what? They kind of should have. Like, New Orleans should have been crushed in this game, right? The Utah Jazz, who had not really rolled out their starting five or like a core group of guys and played competitively in their first two preseason games, did in this one. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Bojan Bogdanovic, Royce O'Neal, and Rudy Gobert started. Basically, they're five starters, right? You had Jordan Clarkson come in off the bench. You had Joe Ingles off the bench, too. Those guys played 15-plus minutes each. That's their like rotation with the team that had the best record in the NBA last year. New Orleans, by comparison, started Devontae Graham, okay. Tomas Sadoransky, gross. Garrett Temple at the three, eh, that's pretty gross too. Trey Murphy at the four and Jonas Valanciunas at the five. They, they rolled out two guys that really shouldn't be starting for this team or even playing significant minutes. Yeah, New Orleans should get blown out by the Jazz, who had the best record in the league last year, playing their starters when they've been a very consistent team the past number of years. They should get killed. You're leaving 50-plus points on the bench, in, in the bench, in somewhere, in Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, who weren't playing. And they, they kind of make everything work, right? There's no true point guard on this team. It's going to be playing through those two guys. So when they're not there, this offense looks completely out of sorts. Should they look this bad? No, they probably shouldn't look this bad. But it's no surprise that the Utah Jazz killed him. And in fact, you can look for some silver linings in this game. Devontae Graham finally got shooting in this one. He was 4-5 from 3. He finished with 14 points on the night. You needed to see that 3-point shooting from him because the Pelicans have struggled from the 3-point line in preseason. They took just 10 threes in the first half of the game, making 3 of them. That's not going to get it done. You're going to need this guy to really step up. He's going to be a key piece around Zion whenever Zion's playing, and you need him to space the court 
properly and to make teams pay more than anything. Teams still aren't going to necessarily guard him on the perimeter. They're going to try and cover Zion Williamson. So he makes them pay and then pulls them out and opens things up over the course of the year. Seeing him get on track was definitely a good thing. Trey Murphy struggled in this one in terms of shooting. He was just two of six from three, but you're seeing teams start to respect him on the three-point line. The Utah Jazz didn't want him shooting. He ended up going four of ten from the field overall, taking four more non-threes. That's that's a kind of a good thing. Yeah, he struggled. You'd like to see some better shooting from him, but four rebounds, four assists, two for twelve with twelve points isn't bad from the rookie against one of the better teams in the league. And the fact that the Utah Jazz respect him, that's that's the big thing. That's the takeaway. Not how we played, but for the fact that teams are like, Yeah, we can't let that guy get open, we can't let that guy beat us because he's really good and he's going to make shots. I like that. I like that the rookie is kind of commanding that type of respect in the NBA early on. The rest of it, yeah, it's not so great. You had Najee Marshall, who was a bit of a mixed bag in this one. He was 5 of 11. He makes some hustle plays, does some right things. But if you're asking him to kind of run point and kind of do what he did in summer league, but at the NBA level against good teams, it's going to be a problem. He just couldn't kind of like orchestrate the offense, nor should he be, right? Finished with three rebounds, three assists, three steals, but the big thing was six turnovers on the night, making some bad passes. You know, he's he's not a, a guard where he doesn't have those kind of ball handling duties. That's going to be a bit of a problem. You're probably asking him to do too much. But you know what? You don't have Zion. You don't have Brandon Ingram. So he needs to try and do it. And yeah, it's not great. The other things that were big concerns in this one, I think, were the fact that Nikhil Alexander-Walker had another completely off game. So he's had two good preseason games and two bad preseason games right now. This was, again, we can't have these up and downs with him, right? He was four of 13 on the night, just two of seven from three. He did finish with five rebounds, two assists, and just one turnover. That's good, but you need more from him. He came off the bench, right? Like this wasn't him in the starting lineup going against a lot of these high-end guys for the Utah Jazz the entirety of the game. He was still playing against them at times, but they tried him in a different role and it didn't really work and that's a concern I think again is he going to be up and down this year or is he going to be more consistent not it remains to be seen there's still more questions around him same for Kyra Lewis Jr just three of eight from the field oh for five from three he's a guy that they're banking on they let Lonzo Ball walk in part because I think they felt really good about Kyra Lewis Jr he doesn't look ready yet that's going to be a bit of a concern you have Josh Hart who just did nothing in this game 10 minutes, he missed a shot, grabbed, what, a rebound? That's it, and had one turnover. He's given the team nothing in preseason. I like his rebounding. I like his toughness and the hustle, but, man, you got to do more than that. But, again, was this a surprise against a really good Utah Jazz team? I'm, I'm not sure it was. You know, you did see a guy like Valanciunas at least play a little bit better. Five of ten, six rebounds, two assists, um, two steals, and a block in this one. He finished with 12 total points, but he struggled defending the interior. You had guys like Rudy Gobert go for 19 points. You know, they did a lot of work down low. Eric Pascal did some damage down low for New Orleans. That's not going to work. They're not really going to have much interior defensive presence because Billy Hernan Gomez is just weak on kind of both sides of the ball right now. I'm kind of shocked when I looked at this that Hernan Gomez was 2-3 of because it felt like he missed more shots, and that's 
not ideal. They're definitely thin at the centered position. And look, they're not really ready to go with Herb Jones there just yet. Although he was five of nine, probably the biggest bright spot for New Orleans in this one with five rebounds. He also had two steals, two assists. He was overall okay, but I don't think he's ready for like significant NBA minutes to start the year. So this one was a bit of a mixed bag, right? But as I've said, the Utah Jazz are really good. They're playing their kind of regular rotation. They've had a lot of consistency over a couple of years. New Orleans has had no consistency whatsoever, and you don't have Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson. So how much should we read into this? But but there's also kind of a flip side to everything, right? Can this stuff get, get fixed in the next week? Does it get fixed when Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson come back again with Zion, whenever that might be? Let's talk about that coming up in the next segment in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Football's back. Basketball's about to be back. It's a real fun time to be a sports fan right now, and you can make it even more interesting with BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season, NBA and MLB playoffs. And with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and fun contests throughout the week and the year, BetOnline continues to be the number one sports for number one source for everything sports. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put in $500, bucks, you are getting 250 back already. It's like you've already won a bet and you didn't even do anything other than sign up and make a deposit. Don't forget, use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Whether it's football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games and all of the NBA futures you could want, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports over at betonline.ag, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. And look, it's never a dull moment being a Pelicans fan with that news that Zion Williamson is not running yet. And we're free and available five days a week. No one else is doing this. Coming to you as the insider here, the local expert, like we are at Locked On Pelican. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. And make Locked On Saints your second listen. I think Ross Jackson's even better than myself. Not that that's necessarily hard to do. But Ross is awesome, breaking down everything you want to know, especially about Marshawn Lattimore's huge game. That had to be one of the best performances from a corner we've ever seen, I think, in New Orleans. Ross has been breaking it down. You see Lattimore earning that money. So we're continuing to talk about preseason. We already talked about Zion and just kind of the weirdness around the, the injury and the recovery from that and some underlying tensions between him and the team. But it's also hard to judge because we're missing context and yeah, it's a lot, right? So the Pelicans were bad in preseason, going one and three in their four games. And basically those three losses were just blowouts, wasn't even close. And they had one nice performance against what should be a struggling but interesting Orlando Magic team. And in this last game against the Utah Jazz, who are playing their starters, who have a lot of consistency, who had the best record in the league last year, New Orleans should get blown out. But here's the thing. You know, so you don't want to read too much into it, but there are takeaways from this, right? You have Nikhil Alexander-Walker be up and down. Their season relies a lot on him. Like, if they don't have Zion or B.I., they're going to be bad, right? Like, that's safe to say. But if they want to not just be a play-in tournament team, because those two guys should take you to that, but if they want to be better than that, right, they need another guy to step up. 
It's supposed to be Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They're relying a lot on internal growth. And if he's not going to provide that, he's not ready for that, it's not happening, they're going to struggle. Two good games from him, two bad games from him. You tell me in the comments below on YouTube. Let's do it that way. You think he's primed for a big year or is he still going to struggle and is that going to be a bit of an issue for New Orleans? The the early returns are inconclusive, let's call them, and we'd like them to be conclusive right now. You know, that's a big thing. The fact that New Orleans has struggled shooting the ball in preseason, that's a worry too. Devontae Graham was supposed to fix a lot of that. Trey Murphy certainly is going to come in, but are they replacing what they lost in Lonzo Ball, who for all of his faults, and even though he was also inconsistent, was a pretty credible three-point threat. And that's not something that New Orleans necessarily has like locked down to replace him. Yes, Trey Murphy, but is he going to play as big of a role as Lonzo Ball did? Probably not just yet, but probably as the season goes on. It's a bit of a concern, right? Like, I haven't loved what we've seen. New Orleans is shooting 34.3% from three this year. That number, like, really, really needs to be higher. So, And it's been consistent, right? Like, they've looked slow in all four games in terms of playing. They don't look like they know how to play very fast. Zion would help with some of the turnovers they've experienced by kind of cutting those down. Should help the field goal percentage overall by these guys kind of converting. But the three-point shooting is not going to be elevated by Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson. It's going to be those other guys. Maybe B.I. to a little bit, right? But it's going to be the other guys, and they don't have that. And then in preseason, the defense has struggled, right? Like, they've looked just bad. They've given up a lot of threes. That was a big issue last year. They're doing it again in preseason. The defense just hasn't been that good overall outside of that game against the Orlando Magic and, you know, a half here and there. Is Zion, our Zion, MBI going to fix that? Like you hope, but my girlfriend's listening to me record the show right now and she's shaking her head. She she knows, you know, BI's never really cared about that side of the ball. He said all the right things, but we haven't seen it yet. Zion, look, is going to be doing his work offensively and it's probably too much to ask him to contribute that much on defense right now. It's a problem, right? Like, I don't know if the defense is going to be fixed. Valanciunas, you know, give him a little bit more time, but he's not like an elite rim protector. He's a good rebounder. Billy Hernan Gomez certainly isn't it. And then you have Jackson Hayes, and who knows what to fully expect out of him. He struggled in that first game against Carl Anthony Towns, who, again, is one of the better big men in the league, one of the better centers. But there's big concerns that, you know, either kind of crept up here in preseason or definitely weren't answered in preseason. And waiting for kind of the cavalry to return in Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson isn't fixing these issues. And that's kind of what concerns me going into the year for New Orleans. Like, things should be better. But there's a lot of kind of big question marks, and we don't have answers to those yet. And I don't know if we will get answers to some of those things. And these areas of weakness where New Orleans needs to improve upon, the guys they're missing, I don't think, help them with some of that stuff. And so where where is the cavalry if it's not Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson to come in and kind of right the ship as New Orleans hits a really critical year? 
So there you go. Preseason is done, mercifully so. Hopefully we'll get more on Zion Williamson this week. Maybe we'll see him in practice. We'll see how those, those scans, whatever those are, might go. And if he can kind of get on track to play the opening game at home against the Philadelphia 76ers. So don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. Throw a comment down there below this episode. Let me know what you thought about Nikhil Alexander-Walker and the rest of the Pelicans preseason. I've been reading those. It's been a lot of fun interacting with everyone there too. And we're going to have some fun in the next week or two um, particularly with some, I'm going to give you guys a chance to kind of chime in and it'll be pretty funny, I think. Um, and we're going to look at the Pelicans strengths, their weaknesses, a whole bunch of other things coming on around this team this week here on Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.